Hey, this is Danny from the Magic Our Way podcast, and you guys are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Lukewarm Cinema Podcast, everybody. My name is Austin. Today I'm joined with George and your boy Chris. And hello to everybody on YouTube again and everybody listening at home on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube again. Yeah, that's a new website that YouTube actually just remade itself. Yeah. They said there's too many videos. We got to make not a YouTube too. We got to make YouTube again. YouTube again dot com. Don't get me started on how they're like ruining YouTube, ruining the recommended feature. Like Google, I'm I'm about to stop using Google products. Like fuck them. Like just go. Fi- I'm gonna use Firefox now. That's what I'm really about to do. I've been switching to Firefox. Uh, there's a really good. I'll have to send you the YouTube link. But there's a guy who does. Uh, he shows you like how to be secure on the internet. Oh. And he oh. shows you how to set up like a brand new MacBook for privacy. Granted, there's a lot of features you can't use, like you can't use like Google saving all your passwords. He actually doesn't even uh, save passwords digitally. Uh, he like puts it on a flash drive and then buries it. That's oh. how crazy this dude is about privacy and security. And he lives in Canada, too. Well, I'm surprised you even know where he lives. Well, he said it, too. Oh, okay, his, so he's not afraid well, to say he lives he in Canada. That's what he so wants the public. There was another. Yes. There's another video of him from like a year before he started his channel, and he was doing like a presentation, but it was at like a coffee shop type presentation where it's like, "Hey, uh, hey, everybody, welcome to coming to my not for real TED talk." He's like, "Don't worry, guys. I already checked the room. There's no bugs in here. Yeah. Everybody is completely safe. And go ahead and just put your phones in the little like what's that little uh, the the bag that you have on your new backpack to protect your oh the RFID." Everybody's got an RFID underneath Pouch. their seats. <laughs> so go ahead and put your phones in there at this time. Yeah, no. I uh how did we even get on that? Uh well I was talking oh, about protection. Cause, well, because he was talking about switching to Firefox. And this guy also has like a video on how to use Firefox properly. Firefox is very secure for yeah. security. Of the browsers, it is. Um, and then for search engine, you'd use DuckDuckGo. Yeah, I uh it's it's kind of I'm almost ashamed to say it that sometimes Google knows my passwords better than I do. Oh, Google knows all my passwords. It's very Everything. bad. They tell me like half of my passwords are compromised too, and I'm like, ah, all right. I just change changed, like my bank ones and anything with money involved. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> that's my, a good reminder. Well, I also like on a lot of those I have, I have two factor authentication, so yeah, I'm not sitting there good. being like, whoop, whoop. I lost an Instagram account once, and it wasn't because <laughs> of the things I said that time. I got a story. Uh. Last night, somebody tried to get into my bank account, I guess. How did you know? Because I got an email from my bank and they said, hey, are you trying to make a purchase right now in Missouri? And I was like, I'm not buying anything online at the moment. Everybody else is asleep that has access, which is one other person has access. To my bank. No. And they're like, ah, well, we got them. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. They need to possibly look into like having a, a tracker even at that point in time that activates in the credit card so you know the exact location of the thief and where they are with the card. Well, they try, I guess, they, so what they told me is is they tried to, They there's phishing everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's on Amazon. And I, that's probably where they got it because that's where we do a majority of our, of our spending. Uh, I guess what they did is they tried to, like, print a card. Mm. And our bank uses the all-point ATM system. 
So I'm not familiar. Go to 7-Eleven, that ATM there. That's an all point. Oh, okay. Like ones that don't take out any uh, bank fees. Like I don't get right. any bank fees taken out. Yeah, like I don't either. Um, But I guess they tried to take a card and a- every ATM has a camera on it. Mm-hmm. So, and they take a picture of you every time. 99% of the time, it's just you anyway. So they just, whatever. But this one, they were like, uh, this is in Missouri. And his last purchase was gas in Nevada three hours ago. I don't think he drove to Missouri or flew to Missouri in two and a half hours. Do you know what they bought? They were trying to get cash out. Mm. Do you like speculate in your head like, oh, what can a person in Missouri? What what time of the night was it? You oh, said it, was, it was like almost midnight. Okay. They're a couple hours ahead. 2 a.m. purchase with your card in Missouri. Alcohol. Meth. Or meth. Meth, bro. Bro, drug dude, drug selling has to be a different game now because you got the square reader. Yeah. I will send I will sell you black tar heroin and it'll it'll all be just you, you'll hook up your fucking chase bank card and send me the drug money. Yeah, I could literally just say like, oh yeah, I'm selling you something from Etsy. Mm, uh, he bought me Roberto's for three hundred dollars. <laughs> how do you know you have a problem? Well, I have a direct deposit set up with my drug dealer and we just leave it at that. We just leave it at that. I, I we're on the honor system. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, somebody tried to get into my bank account, which is cool. Uh, not really. But uh, Capital One came through and was like, Samuel Jackson called me. Oh, he's, there, he's on there, all the commercials. Now. He was like, motherfucker, somebody tried to get in your account. I'm like, hey, good looking out, dog. <laughs> Wakes you up a dead sleep. So oh how my. was your guys' this week? Like, let's let's get right into it. I'm going to go first. Yeah, Hello. Yes. yes, baby boy. Go yes. ahead. <clears throat> um, It's been like really a busy week, honestly. It's been a very... One, I've been taking it upon myself to sell a bunch of things I don't need. Um, which like it's like the thing where like if if something's sitting in your closet for so long, you don't need it anymore. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like and myself. So, mental expiration dates. It's like, you know, like and I've been doing this process like just a little bit over a few months. Like I had a stereo. I have a different stereo now. Who wants to buy it for thirty dollars? Like Stuff like that. So, like, I've been micromanaging, like, listings, mm-hmm. which is kind of a pain in the ass, but I've made money. There so, we go. So, making money chill, is dude. nice. And uh, I've been job searching, and I had my first day at a job today. Let's Woo! go. Yeah. Let's go, Chris. It was fucking, it was hard, dude. Like, <laughs> Here we are hyping yes. him up, and he's like, I want to die. <laughs> my feet hurt. Well, hey, I, well, I lived. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you're here now. If you if you didn't go to if, if some <laughs> speaking of you don't get like exploded or something, you know, like ah, I died in the grease fire. <laughs> oh. Foreshadowing. Uh, but it was hard. But you know, whatever. That's life, bro. Make the money. Yes. Make, make make the monies. It was good. Um, what else? Uh, productively. I have been research. I've been trying to do some like YouTube stuff. So one for uh, one for uh, truly bizarre, which we just released a new episode over the weekend. Go yes, check we that did, out. and it's very chill. Um, I've been researching this creature called Mokili Mbembe. Mm. Apparently, they say there's some sort of dinosaur in the Congo, and sometimes they say it's in different parts of Africa. Um, and uh, you know, some old adventurer. Uh, no, he was a hunter. He was a big game hunter, and he like heard from two like accounts, apparent like eyewitness accounts. Was there any evidence that he may have gotten from Mark Hoffman? 
no, but <laughs> bro, who knows? Who knows? Now, I, I don't remember what year this was in. This was this big game hunter was like in like the last like millennia or something like <laughs> like I was going to say the 1900s, but technically that still just happened. But like, I mean, like the early like 1910 or 20 or something okay. like that. But anyhow, and he had this uh, account from other people that, yeah, there's this dinosaur. He looks kind of like a crocodile mixed with like an elephant. Jesus. And people said, you know, it's like a brontosaurus. <laughs> I just imagine he's like, yeah, also mixed with like a, uh, a meerkat too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got those here. He's like looking at the dude's emotions and like telling him animals that he likes mixed with the penguin. It shoots, Not fire. A penguin. It shoots fire out of its toenails. Yeah, yeah. Out of its toenails. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's what's extremely interesting. And I'll, I'm going to kind of just make it kind of short and consolidate what it is. Two main things. One, that there is a like a religious involvement with proving this thing exists there's a sect of like you know how there's like all those sects of like sex sexual sect s-e-c-t-ers there's all these different like branched off types of christianity that are like they have like one weird angle to them mormonism sure well they're like they're like a popular one so like you can't talk shit on them i guess mm. <laughs> like you can't publicly talk shit on them but they were called like the young age creationists or something like this or young. It was this weird thing. They had this thing about creationism. Don't know exactly what it was. However, for some reason, proving that dinosaurs exists proved their like version of that religion. Okay. And people were saying the Mokele Mbembe is this dinosaur in Africa. So this guy that's part of the, was like part of the, I'm not going to say cult. I'm not going to say that the part of this religion. I'll say a cult because he, he didn't kill anybody. He just like went to Africa a few times. That's his life. And I'm not going to be that guy like, okay, but he went out on these expeditions to find Michele Mbembe and he asked the locals and the legend of the monster. It turns out the nature of it is that white people go or people from the Western world go to Africa and ask about in the Congo area. Ask about Mbembe, It becomes the it becomes this tourist thing. So when you say, "Did you see this?" Uh, and he he brought up like like a like a picture book. Like which one looked like it? And uh, you know whatever they ask, they'll just say yes to because the cameramen are going to give them money. Oh, it makes sense. You know what I mean? And, and it's kind of like a tourist attraction, like a ghost town or somewhere with an urban legend. I just imagine they roll up and like, "Hey, watch this. This white boy will believe anything I say right now." Yo, I was just here 10 minutes ago. If you go 15 minutes into that jungle, you'll find it. Exactly. Exactly that. And like these dudes like, oh, this is an expedition. We'll, we'll pay you however many dollars to be on camera. So uh, it's a really weird, like, like the, the thing about the, like the religion. And the thing is the guy who asked them, he is of the religion. So like, and he was one of those guys that like probably is paying them off. You I feel I mean? it. Like, I feel it. Oh, say the dinosaur exists in Africa. Got a lot of checking your sources there, Christopher. You got to be on your game on this one. On any of them, we Honestly, have to be on our game. You, you guys are big J journalists right now, okay? Big J means <laughs> you guys. 29 subscribers. You guys are you guys are climbing up to be the creme de la creme in investigative journalism in this realm. Uh, and you guys could be the next Jerry D'Elia. My biggest influence in this uh, in that field of youtube videos is at like eight million followers i don't think we're we're quite approaching the cream of the crop of uh, well hey i'm just saying like let this be a reminder to you guys early okay 
Well, I think the intellectual community is is very yeah. aware of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? no, All no, three no. of us. <laughs> There's like a like a presence. I just feel it radiating it off you guys, and you guys just like I I already tell when we were watching our documentary today that you guys were already nitpicking, finding little things, and then possibly a white salamander episode in the future for the truly bizarre. Oh my god, I'm gonna do it. Ooh, I, I'll scrap the episode done. I'm doing right now. Then done. I was gonna talk about the episode I was working on right now, but. Done. But I'll scrap it for the fucking white salamander. Well, to finish, I, I, I built in a conspiracy cryptid tangent into my week. <laughs> but uh, the other thing that happened was my other YouTube thing. I want to write that video essay. Oh, right. It's right. about like, you know, how our culture shifted in 9-11 and how like growing up in that time, all these pieces of media kind of like encapsulate like the feeling. So I was kind of I'm just like in the very rudimentary phase where I'm like just putting things together like oh grand theft auto 4 and borat you know both viewed as terrorists because you know they're immigrants both very heavily ba- both you know based on like the post 9 11 like the the fear mongering i'm just putting these little like pieces together and uh it, it's pretty interesting like the more i think into it so like there's it very creative moments it reminds me i i think in the future and hopefully you do we both end up on a comedy stage one day. All three of us, I think. I don't think I can. I don't think I can come up Maybe with material for comedy. Porno stage. <laughs> well, I know Chris and I have discussed it on our ride homes before, and I think you're in like the makings of like the perfect George Carlin s skit, where like it's like such a logical fu that it's just absolutely hilarious. Do you like George Carlin at all? He's a funny guy. He he's the one who said the you know the the however many words you can't say the seven on TV. words you can't say on TV. Yep. Yeah, dude. He's, he's a got guy. a whole bunch. I watch him, dude, because it's very similar. I mean, I don't know if you're trying to play comedic aspect off this, but it very well. I'm pretty sure it will be. I think this. Uh, I'm not even in the stage yet to where like I know what inflection I'm gonna put on it. It's very it's highly analytical. But I feel like my style is naturally like there's some quip to it or some like some zinger in there. You know what I mean? Christian, I'm afraid you're going to end up like Louis C.K. and just get up there and just be like, <sighs> oh, didn't do anything illegal. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking about like when he he like dropped an N-bomb in one of his specials. Did uh, he? Yes, I'm he did. Sure, I'm I sure. Remember. You're right. You can still find them deep in YouTube. Well, no, it's on. It's on like Netflix or before his scandal. It was on there. He was like, I hate when people say the N word. He goes, Oh, not. And he just says, it. I'm like, Yeah, oh, what? He did. I okay. Now I'm remembering it. Like he says it. Like no, 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 no. Because when you say the N word, it's making people put that into the. And if you just said it, people would just continue on with the thought process of what you were saying. Yeah. In, yeah, in a yeah. way, it is like a very like socially conscious like comedy as well. Right. Just like George Carlin does. Hmm. Hmm. Well, okay, I'll hop in my week. Uh, this week, I'll bullet point. Fixed a toilet. Hey, you're a man now. You're a man, yeah, yep, dude. Yep, you know, it's been sitting there for a while, and I said, you know what, I'm going to hunker down. I'm going to do this thing. Took me about 20 minutes. I hate when, like, I put off, like, projects like that, such as hanging up, like, the pictures that you guys see in the room today. Like, we got that one over there. We got the one right behind me. Like, I mean, those took me, like, five minutes, and it's, like, things that I'm like, oh, okay. You could have done this a while ago when you first got it, but now I'm glad that we got around to it. Okay, I'm doing things that aren't just playing Xbox. Because I did a lot of that this week, too. I had to put in grades today. Um, You're a man now. I only had one kid that I had to fail. Um, Uh-oh. Due to attendance. Due to attendance. You just got to show up for me. And uh, But for the most part, 
really proud teacher moment. We kind of like we're looking at everybody's grade from last quarter to this quarter. And I would say uh, in total, like with like the 12 kids that I see normally, there was probably 12 to 14 Fs in total out of the whole group. And now I think we cut it down to three this last wow. quarter. So yeah, I really wow, hunkered right. down on these mofos and like just told them you, you got to do what you got to do to to be to be great. When you got to lie, you got to still do it. I got to start finding ways that like to relate with kids a little bit more. I think I should start just bringing up like money aspect. Like, hey, you want to make money in life? This is a great little practice here. You're working a job. You know, you do your job. You're going to get paid and you're getting paid in grades right now. And look how well your parents are treating you. Guarantee right. you it wouldn't be the same. But then you gotta, I promise you it wouldn't be the same. But then you got to talk to them about extracurriculars and you can do it in the sources of income. So you could show a bucket, pour just a little bottle of water and it goes, this is what happens when you just work a job. Yes. But if you make multiple streams of income, watch how much faster this bucket fills up. If, if you invest, look kids, If this is the amount of, if let's say I pour water into this, I'm going to drink the water and it's it's going to be gone. That's your money. That's that's working a job, making generating wealth. Let me tell you Which about none of us do yet. We just make income. <laughs> yeah, that that was ironic. We we do. Uh, let me tell you about the lukewarm coin. Yes, yes, the lukewarm. Oh yes, coin. we've been meaning to tell you guys about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lukewarm coin. So, uh, you know, the, cryptocurrency is is very tough game, but it's the future. Elon Musk is going to be. Tesla's the next Amazon times 800. <laughs> and um, there's there could be a deal between lukewarm coin and Elon Musk. But like maybe the papers aren't all through yet and I can't talk about it. Yeah. But maybe yeah. I made all this up. That's yeah, yeah. that. I think that's really the spirit of our currency. I think you just tried to throw me off the scent there a little bit. Um, I'm going to I'm waiting till the end of the episode. Just so you guys know, we didn't forget about the the sentence that you guys gave Chris last episode. Last episode to try to figure out. Don't I, I gave him one. I gave him one today before we started. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, uh, the scent wasn't even present. Oh yeah, yeah. well no, not to you. Say, no, don't say that because that incriminates me. Then he'll then he'll know when it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'll definitely gonna guess. Episode. Well, I'm guessing at the end. Yeah, of the I know episode. you're gonna guess, and we're gonna we're gonna document that. Yeah, but. yeah. Of course, of course. Don't forget to send some more. Um, yeah, put them in the chat. Don't don't forget. These are going to be for me because I'm going to guess correctly. So then remember, we'll just like flip flop and then boom, do, 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 do. We'll rotate throughout it all. I think this. Yeah, but don't get don't get me wrong. I did not forget about it. If you thought I forgot about it, I didn't. So Austin. Yes, sir. I had a phenomenal week. What about you? Oh, last thing. Oh, my four by 48 challenge. The one yeah, where I ran. Oh, we, oh yeah. Mm. I wanted to bring that up. I made it 28 miles. Uh, until like I couldn't really walk effectively, you know, it was going to take me uh, like two hours on average to complete four miles. It started off like my fastest mile was 41, my fastest four miles. 41 was, minutes? Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. So it was like a 10 minute pace, but like I would walk in between it all too. But like there, so I, my whole plan was like you walk for like 0. 0.25. You jog for 0.25. And I just did that. And then that. you sprint for the other four. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. But I made it 28 miles. I'm proud of myself because uh, this was complete spur of the moment type thing. When and I, we want to say that we're proud of you too because I told you, man, yeah. like you ran more miles in those two days than I did like the last two years. Thank you. Thank you. Biking, however, that is different. <laughs> yeah, that is different. That is different. That was the only way I was going to be able to finish the challenge. And like, I didn't want to be a quitter. But at the same time, I also didn't want to ride a bike. I can bike four miles 
in like 20 minutes. Yeah, I can do probably, if I, I was busting it. I'm doing about five to six miles in 30 minutes yes. when I go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I would be able to, to fly through that. And I don't, I don't want to do that. So I, I said, you know what? Let me just reapproach this next year. Get some good running shoes. Get some good running shoes. Start prepping. Maybe do like four miles a day. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as that. I think if I kept doing like what I was doing, that's fine. My recovery was horrible. I didn't really stretch. I didn't. Oh, yeah. You probably just went into it raw dogging it. Oh, I raw dogged the hell out of it for 28 miles <laughs> and I hated myself. But um, your week, other than getting your credit card freaking. Oh, my, you mean my entire bank account. Your entire bank account. My bad. <laughs> uh, Well, that was just like a spur. That I was like, well, thank God they have protection. And that was last night. Um. Much better week than last week. Uh, still take your mental health seriously, folks. Um, had I was like way more productive than usual at work, so that felt good. Um, I'm also like kind of in, kind of in, kind of not in the like shopping for a car mindset mm. right now. So, uh, Christian knows I'm on offer up all the time. I have a funny story. I, I found this. I think I might have sent it to you. He collects beanie babies. I collect beanie babies. Uh, I actually just look on OfferUp and I have no intention of ever buying anything. I just like seeing what's out there. Uh, I follow like cars, guitars, uh, bar. No. <laughs> cars, guitars, bars. Uh, electronics, laptops, cameras. Uh, crop tops. Crop tops. Um, so I was looking at cars and I've decided I'm probably not going to buy from OfferUp. I'd rather just buy from a dealership. Because I have a little bit better of an idea of what I'm getting. And they'll give you like a 30-day money-back guarantee. Mm -hmm. So, folks, if you're thinking about buying a used car from a dealership, make sure they offer you that. And then offer your mechanic like 50 bucks and be like, hey, I need you to give this just a once-over top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's wrong with it. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. I, I wish you the best in that, dude. Oh, yeah. I have, I have, I already know, like, I have three different cars I'm looking at. I know my budget. I know my down payment. My credit's decent enough to get approved. If Joseph, if you're watching, I hope you, this is everything that goes into it. My, my student, Joseph. Oh. <laughs> if you're watching, this is what happens. This oh, is adult he, talk. Yeah, this is adult talk. It's, this, this would be my second car that I've, I've bought. Like, you know, car buying is pretty stressful. Um, got to make sure your credit's up. Or you got to have a family member with a stupid good credit like I did. <laughs> uh, you got to make sure you can make those monthly payments because... I see on TikTok all the time, they're like, Hellcat, Hellcat. And it's like some dumb dude who's like, I'm going to buy a Hellcat. What's your credit? Uh, credit Karma said I got a, like a 650. Never trust Credit Karma because they give you your Vantage score, not your FICO. Use Experian. You'll get your FICO score. That's what everybody runs. What does this podcast turn into? Oh, my God. The reform finance, dude. I recommended <laughs> cryptocurrency. I'm giving you finance. You're, you're fucking, you know, talking about car payments. Give us some Robert Kiyosaki shit, George. Okay, Let's go. Uh, <laughs> last thing that ties into finance uh i'm gonna get to my story too <laughs> gotta get some we're, we'll, we're on the the verge of like looking at getting new merch and that was just a thought i had earlier on today but stay tuned for that as well yeah and then you could all that also puts money into our stock yeah you so buying you guys buy low right now and then you guys can sell high once we're at you know the big joe, joe rogan level but anyways mm -hmm. you know do your research also, Hell yeah, brother. also, one last thing, uh, because as a high school student, you probably don't have to worry about this. Car insurance. You will get fined up the woo-ha if you don't have car insurance and you're driving. Like, we're talking, like, I think, like, the minimum is five grand. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Have insurance. Even if you just have cheap little, like, insurance that has, like, just liability and you pay, like, $3 a month, that's better than nothing. Anyways, so I'm looking at cars. I mostly look at old 
Subarus, Hondas, Toyotas, something that's reliable. Uh, Lexus S- uh, LS400 is a really good one, too. So there's a uh, Lexus LS400 for $800. Already, I'm like, all right, what the fuck's wrong with this thing? Because you could probably sell that for like 2500 Yeah. And it looked immaculate. Okay. But the, this dude's description had me fucking dying, and I sent it to a bunch of people, and I got the same reactions from all of them. So here's the description for this uh, Lexus LS400 on OfferUp for $800. His, his name is Sauce. He has 21 reviews, all five stars. Oh, that's scary. His I name have, is I, Sauce. I dude. have 65 reviews on OfferUp, all five stars. The imposter is Sauce, bro. <laughs> and he's red. He's red. You guys can see he's oh, red. Oh, my. His username is the imposter, bro. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, description. Selling cheap or trade for Miata. Starting right there. Not terrible. Here's where it gets good. Stop lowballing. It's already $800, you broke fucks. Bring me cash and I'll take you seriously. You don't know a classic if it stands right in front of you. That's it. This man. <laughs> he called everybody on offer up a broke fuck. This is this is the the making of a five star man. I'm gonna roll up there and I'm gonna. I guarantee, like I didn't even mess. Well, I think I messaged him. I was like, "All right, what's wrong with it?" And he hasn't answered me. I think he read it and was like, "Fuck you." Uh, you should have been like, "Could you do 600? <laughs> well, I was gonna meet. I was tempted to like meet up, and then look under the hood, and there's like just like a fucking air intake, and that's it. <laughs> Where the fuck is the engine and the transmission and the radiator and the battery and everything well, you, you see do. here where the foot pedals are we put bike pedal so you just bike the car around it's ergonomic you, you bike a two-ton car and let's you stay with fortune and gas but uh, that was just funny i saw it this morning i was like i gotta share that because i was i found that this morning i was That's sitting on the toilet doing my normal thing in the morning before work and i was like what the fuck is this i sent it to my friends and my friends all gave me like a that's fucking great <laughs> nice to know i'm your friend you know well I, you know Oh, you never answer me oh. unless I call. Oh, that is true. <laughs> We're not friends. We're here, but you guys are my best. It's all friend. business, okay? It's all yeah, yeah. This is just a business opportunity. It's a fucking. You're seeing the MLM scheme. Somebody higher than us signed us all in, and if we don't, if we don't meet a quota, we're getting like our fingers chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> it's we're contractually obligated to meet once a week. Fridays. Yes, Fridays, um, which might change. Yeah. But it well, could, it could, but not necessarily. Christian goes, I'll stab a motherfucker for that. Okay. But, uh, about what you were saying about the cars, okay? What I noticed from all this Facebook listing and like offer up in Craigslist business, because like I, I'm one of those people that have used like Craigslist since I was like young. Like, yeah, I didn't have I'm money as a kid and I was like training video games and shit. <laughs> Whatever I get my hands on. It was cool, but bro, I. I never played like the Devil May Cry games and then somebody traded like the whole collection to me for like a Naruto game that I didn't want anymore. But what? <laughs> That's a fucking steal on your end. It, it was like it was one of those HD collections though. So it's on one disc. It's like, I don't still, want this disc. Here you go. Give me your disc. But uh, what I realized is that that's a, that's a very common archetype. The archetype? What are they? RPG characters? No. Well, well it's like that's how personalities are. Personalities right. are archetypes. And there's always the guy that's like, I know what I have. Oh, and yeah. I know what I want for it. And usually, you, 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 the backstory, the tragic backstory of that man who wrote that fucking paragraph is probably that he put up a listing 
and he did not want to deal with the fucking lowballers so many times that he was radicalized into writing that fucking posting well, like that. See, I, we've all used offer up in some sense. There's always those people that are like, no lowballs, lowballs will be ignored. Yeah, exactly. The, the thing on offer up, then just make it. That's your final price. You're firm on yeah, the price. Yeah, that's what I put. Stop. I'll put use firm or oboe. Oboe, right? uh, or and then also you the opposite mean? or best offer. O- oboe is the opposite. It's or best offer. So like, so you can be like, I want to sell that GoPro that you guys are seeing us on right now for eighty bucks or best offer. Like somebody comes at me with sixty. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I get it. More business, but <laughs> oh, man, people are crazy. But anyways, uh, before we move on, uh, since Christian was talking about his future episode i figure i give a little taste of the future episode i'm working on juicy let's hear it for the truly bizarre i'm actually working on uh shadow people mm. aka apparitions okay uh probably the most deeply rooted religious like thing because it's always oh it's somebody who couldn't pass on to the afterlife mm. when really it's just like oh yeah i forgot my window overlooks a street and the street light hitting the person into my room I was like, oh, there's a shadow person. No, it's just a fucking reflection. Granted, there's a lot of good convincing videos, but there's some really good VFX artists out there. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, and uh, I think I'm getting better at telling what the fake ones are and the ones that are like, all right, I think I'll, I think I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. Because now you think, oh, how could they do that with a computer program? Oh, what easy. did they do? They just take a shadow. But uh, I think like, uh, you know, like you're basically talking about ghosts, right? right. And uh, what I like about our channel is that uh, you're very like, even though like with most things you're like this very like logical, like unbiased person with like what makes sense of what is it, but like with this, you're not being like the skeptic. You know what I mean? Right. You're being like you're very informative. You're very much like playing the role of the what you're making. Right, and I think that because Christian and I talked about that because he came over the day after we did the last week's episode for lukewarm. And we were working on the episode that just came out, which is about the rake. And like for, for the if, truly bizarre, for truly the bizarre uh, spoilers, the rake is made up like it's fucking it. There's proof that people came together and were like, let's make something awful on the something awful forum and creepypasta. But the way we conveyed it made it seem like like it was. Well, you've seen it. Yeah. Like yeah. the way the way I, I narrated it and wrote it. And Christian did a lot of the right. Christian's a really great script writer. I'm really good at. Understanding. And not to say Christian isn't Christians. I look at the ocean at night. That was a hundred percent him. It's uh, crazy. I think I'm a little better at regurgitating the thoughts to Christian, and then Christian will tell me how to write it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm like the, the guy at the uh, at the bingo who you know he rolls the numbers. I don't think they even use the the thing no, anymore. No, it's do automated. They? they you know they'd have the you know why? like mesh thing. I figured out why. Or well, my Cameron's grandma told me why. Because they would put sticky stuff on their fingers in order or, or, so they could touch the certain balls that they wanted to hit and that sticky substance would make those balls go to the top thus that's why those balls are never touched again because they could be tampered with and people were playing like Keno and bingo and stuff and just like winning buku bucks because they knew what numbers would ha- would hit that's extremely eye-opening george because I, I haven't talked to a doctor, but I have this problem with sticky balls. And <laughs> <laughs> it's uncurable. WebMD just says see a doctor, and I'm afraid of what he's gonna say. Well, everybody, that's been this week's episode. <laughs> oh my! 
what in the fuck was that? Is it like you're, you're, you, you struggle peeling them off your thighs and like you're getting some skin stuck to your thighs? <laughs> it's like it's it's like there's a substance there that I didn't put there. <laughs> All right, uh, we should probably move on. We're 30 minutes deep on this yeah. already. The less context, the we haven't even gotten into the fucking the meat and potatoes of this, which is probably one of the most clickbaity titles ever. It, smell, it smells like meat and potatoes. <laughs> oh my god! What? Everybody, Mormons killed everybody. So uh, this week's documentary that we watched today uh, was called "Murder Among the Mormons." Dun dun. And dun. took a way different twist than. Mormons murdering people because that wasn't the fucking case at all. Spoilers if you haven't seen it yet. It's on Netflix. Go watch it first. But uh, what? Holy shit! Like I'm now that I'm like regathering all my thoughts about it. Like it, it um, Netflix did what any great documentary creators do, and they create that narrative uh, and the possibilities. And they could have went. Uh, we we discussed it towards the end of this. They could have went endless ways with this title. Oh yeah. And who's like meant to play out against and stuff. Um, I think the Mormons were just the catchiest, it, well, more, most docile of of the plot in there. Yeah, it well because it, he, the, Mark Hoffman came from there. Do you have the IMDb uh, from this? I, I don't, but give me two seconds, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. A little Austin. Can you? Can you? Um, but murder among the Mormons. I, as soon as I saw this title, I grew up in a Mormon neighborhood. So I went to a Mormon church. So every, everybody in my cul-de-sac, I would say the majority of them were Mormon. So I had a very strong, like Mormon presence around me growing up. I mean, and my family very far from Mormon. My father probably scared away a lot of these Mormons from ever allowing, <laughs> like, even though we had Mormon friends. Like, I'm sure, like, the conversations at their dinner table were probably like, hey, those Carmona boys, are you planning on hanging out with them again? Or was that, like, a one-time thing? Because Do they drink coffee over there? No. Oh, I think you were talking about the more. I was no, like, I know absolutely they don't. not. I know they don't. That's why they're probably like, do you think they drink? They're Cuban. They probably have coffee. Oh, boy. Oh, buddy boy, this Mormon religion. And that's why I wanted to watch this. Was because I was like, murder among the Mormons. We were bamboozled. Never. We were bamboozled. The Mormons? Oh, I, I could believe it instantly. I was like, yeah, probably. It's like, it's it's the, they say it's the Mormons, okay? And maybe some people have a good opinion of them. Maybe some people don't. But then you start watching and they say, the, the Church of Latter-day Saints. Okay, and they have the worst press in fucking history. Uh, do they? I don't know. Scientology is... Yes, they, yeah. they, they do. They do. But like Christianity, go to the Crusades. Crusades were happening before more like the Mormon church was even a thing. I'm just saying that like when you think of like when you think like what's an organization of crazy Christians that's still around today, people will say, OK, Church of Latter-day Saints, that's kind of them. <clears throat> and uh, and to preface this, like I the Mormon people I knew, like. This, I don't know, that's kind of unfair, because this isn't about Mormons being bad. This whole thing isn't about it. Yeah. No, like... I, I think we just got to clean that off the rug early yeah, on. The Mormons just, didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that. The, like, like the, the point is, they bait you in into thinking, like, the Mormons did some... Sh the Mormon... The, the LDS killed some fucking they were people. were the Unabomber? 
okay, with bombs, kill people with bombs. But then you actually watch it like, okay, that's not what happened. But I see we did their Netflix. You fucking, you wrote me in. I remember George messaged us and I'm like, that sounds fucking juicy. Yeah, I was like, well, that sounds crazy. I'll find the text. But yeah, the Mormons didn't do it. Uh, So basically, just to explain it in the 80s, there were three bombings that happened in Salt Lake City all around these individuals that were within this document dealing business where they, a man named Mark, Mark Hoffman would find these at the, at, in this point in the, in the story would find religious documents relating to the Mormon church and claim that they were from Joseph Smith, which is the founder. Yeah. Yeah. Of or at least the people Mormon. related to him. He, he went in great detail about like saying he, how he would like, uh, he would find the people's names that were closely related to Joseph Smith. And it might be like a family friend or people else that were close. So like he, he was, I mean, well calculated all throughout it. Oh but yeah. I, I just want to say the text that I sent the guys really quick to get them all fired up about uh, this week's podcast. Oh my gosh. Okay. I said tomorrow's episode, there is a new docu uh, docu series on the Mormon church and it involves them assassinating people who are proving their religion is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> damn you just went full blame mode on it okay. that's why we thought that like oh the mormons definitely did if george is telling us this it, because how could you not Well, because you'd only seen 30 minutes of the first episode and the first episode it is like that the entire episode until i want to say maybe the maybe 25 30 minutes into the episode two yeah that that was a very very like very interesting part of this it's all it's like investigative it's real it's a retelling of this real shit that happened and like you know with all these witnesses and it tells the real story right but it's like a this was a real life whodunit story like it did like like a this crazy thing happened and you know you know you got like your leads there was like this guy that was like a perfect red herring you know there was a point where everything was all mixed up and then like the guy you expected it to be none of the people you expected it to be it, it was them. that was not them so that, that was definitely a big part of this that I enjoyed. It was, I, I was on the edge of my seat because it was three episodes and they're all that. It's it, it, the official runtime is two hours and 40 minutes. We just said three because there were three one hour episodes and they weren't even an hour. They're like 58 minutes with credits and everything with credits and everything. But I was roped in that entire time. I was sitting there like, dear God, what the, f- what the fuck is happening? Um, I think we should just jump right into what we like instead of just giving a, a huge synopsis. Basically, it, there's there's it, the stories about the investigation into these bombings and uncovering the crazily dark underbelly there is in document dealing. dealing. Yeah. Um you it it's a classic story of somebody finding uh you know like finding gold. I I imagine it's like the same thing when they the first dude invented fool's gold. Like, oh my God, this invented, mother- you mean found? Cause it's just a mineral. Well, yeah, but he's like, oh, these mofos like think this is legit. And, um, like I'm going to keep doing this. So it's, it's a very classic situation in that case is I have something that you don't have and I'll go to the greatest lengths to make the most money possible out of it. He, he's an insane business dealer. I have this. You guys don't have it. Right. Rosa but Parks gave this make to me. me want that. <laughs> yes, Rosa Parks gave it to you, and then you know, like this is Rosa to Parks s- top golf cart. 
<laughs> that was my debit card, but yeah. Rosa Parks invented Top Golf. Not very many people do. But let me just get this out of the way now. Uh, I'm the out of the three of us, I think I'm the least religious person. I have just a vendetta against religion. I think it's just from my personal experiences going through it. And for lack of a better term, individuals that I know that are religious have just made me like uh, um Mark Hoffman, who uh, well, I'll just say it now, was was the killer who was also the guy finding these documents. Uh, you guys saw it. I could not help but fucking wheeze when I found out that he made the Mormons believe some truly dumb shit. And we're like, this is from our, our founder. And I was like, y'all well, really te- man, Technically, the Mormons, we don't know if they believed it. The narrative was they want to get it, get the document that apparently the document like disproves the religion. That was like the the like the the problem with the document and so they wanted to get it and then suppress it like nobody can see this shit so then like if you're a conspiracy guy you could say they it's true and they don't want anybody to see it or then you could say well they knew it was untrue so of course they suppressed it right but but he did like a ton of shit to them and like he was he was steps away from forging the book of mormon and being like i found it which is insane bro because that is a a lifetime's work of building credibility which started at the age of 12 you know because he they they go into the background of him because so i I feel like we're missing a step basically he would forge documents of very and he would do this for george washington for emily dickens uh Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. He would forge documents, but he was so good at forging them, and he had a a, a foolproof plan of aging them. Like we were watching, I was like, "What the?" F-? He would, the entire third episode. It's just it's just about him and how he got away with it for so long. Uh, but he started when he was twelve with quarters, and he would he would forge the quarters to make them seem as they were older, and he sent them to the treasury and the treasury, United States Treasury. But also the FBI did it with his documents later mm-hmm. uh, with the um, McClellan document. No, no, no. With the salamander. Yes. The white salamander. The white salamander, which that's fucking that's what made me laugh so much. It's like white salamander. The Mormons. Are like, oh, all right. Well, he said he Joseph Smith gave it to him. We got to believe him. That's that shit. It's just it's not because, you know, as a religion, you figure the Mormons would have said. Dude, come on. Now, are you kidding me? Like. No, obviously this is false, but I have some theories, but I'm not going to say them here. I'll say them after the show. <laughs> after that the sounds show. like a tease Damn. now. Shoot. Here's how aliens were involved. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just, it's, it's crazy to believe because it's like, do you just trust this guy that much? Or is it like you're trying to make your own personal breakthrough? And I think that was the, that was the thing that happened to a lot of these document collectors and happened to the higher ups in the Mormon church where it's like, whoa, like I want to be a part of something great. You know, like this is a historical document that can change my life forever. Well, it did because he was making money. The Hundreds first, of thousands. The first of document dollars. he sold to the LDS, he sold for $40,000. And then he had another one that he was going to sell to them for 300000 And then he had one that uh, it was uh, something about uh, a, freedom, a free man. Yeah. It, it was supposedly one of the, like the first printed and like printed as in like on a publishing press like the machine 
one of the first printed things in the American colonies. And it was like, like the beta version of like the bill of rights where they like talked about aliens and stuff. I bet he was going to sell it to the, he didn't get to read it. He was going to sell it to the curators of the, of the, of the statue of Liberty for like millions. And, (laughs) and they were like days away from before the FBI stopped them. And they were going to display it at the base of the statue of Liberty. So homie had some money coming in, but we also learned he had some no money coming in at times too. Did you think he was ever plus? Because I feel if you're plus, that that is well, yeah. Because he bought expensive stuff. He bought a house. He bought a car. Granted, he tried to buy another house for like. Well, that puts you 000. in the negative, though. You know what I mean? Like uh, another investment tip: houses don't put you in the negative. That's equity. Well, no, Cars do, but though. he was doing everything cash based, and oh, yeah. I don't know. After a certain point in time, with like debt you owe to certain people, and well, that's what we found out later. Is he eventually like? Oh, I actually, he was selling one document to pay another person that he owed. He created another document to sell to pay off another debtor that he owed. I think the thing, um, forging wise that blew my mind was that whole, uh, oxidation. Yeah. Where he would, uh, be able to create an ozone layer in a fish tank in a fish tank. And it's like, this guy doesn't have that kind of background. Do you know what I mean? Like, at least he didn't go to school He's for not, science. He, you know what he reminded me of? Uh, like a less cool Bob Lazar. Yes. But, in, but, in the sense that he's like unorthodox, but also very well read and like, yes, knows all this technical it's, stuff. But like background. No, not, not at all. Cause they didn't even, I don't even think they, they said he like graduated from high school. And like they didn't even tell us what job he had when they started it. They just got right into it because he found the uh, something for the Mormons. It wasn't the salamander thing because that was the second thing he found. He found something else. Those McClellan documents. No, no, no. That was what he was going to sell to them for 300000 yeah. And then he blew it up. Mm-hmm. He uh, did a bunch of things. Like yeah, he, he forged Mormon money. Mormon money. There was one that was like, uh, it was saying that it was from Joseph Smith saying like, I attest that I have copied from these these gold tablets yeah the little note thing that he put in the bible yeah and then his, his wife, wife to... finds it like okay how tough like do you feel like you guys would be able to tell if somebody was a murderer not in no. this situation no no because he like up until that moment he never displayed any violent and even afterwards he was like but to have a room locked in which, you know, your own wife is not allowed in. Yeah. Is not allowed in. I don't think it would happen these days. Like, I don't know. It wouldn't happen in, the, in, in as clear of a way as he did it. Well, no, because this was in the 80s. And it's a, it's, it's a Mormon household. And I mean, just a faux pas Mormon household. Because remember, he said that he, at yeah. the age of like 14, he converted to atheism. He was but like, eh. his wife. Let's. I don't know if she. I, she because she said you uh, in the first episode. The Mormon religion is something in which you want to appear like you're doing well for in front of other people. Right, like, because he did that. Yes, and it thus carries over to her. I'm well, assuming. I feel like she was just guilty by guilty of being Mormon by association. Like they got married at the temple because of Mark's father. Yeah, who but, was very like. Yeah, are those dinosaurs? That's no, we can't talk about evolution. Back to the fucking dinosaurs, dude. That's that's a that's a very funny thing because like when we all think of like crazy like 
Christian based religions, we think they fuck they hate evolution. And I, I consider myself a Christian person. Like I believe in God. I'm not I'm not atheistic. But uh like you think of these people, and I think of a story that I saw that was like Christian missionaries in this town. It was like a Christian community, and they it was in like the nineties or early two thousands. They banned Pokemon cards. Why? Why would they ban Pokemon cards? They evolve because Pokemon in the TV show they evolve into different Pokemon, and you can't. Oh, that goes against creationism. So they fucking jacked all their kids' Pokemon cards. They wouldn't let them watch the show or play the games. I remember being. And I think of that when I think of like the crazy ones. I remember being like a freshman in high school taking uh, honors biology, and we had to fill out a permission slip saying that we were allowed to learn about evolution. And I was like, why the fuck do we have to do that? Like, I didn't understand it at the time. And then, like, a few weeks later, I asked the teacher, I was like, why do we have to give those permissions? She goes, oh, because people who are religious don't want to talk about evolution. They want to talk about creationism. I was like, what the fuck is creationism? So she gave me, like, a crash course one day after school. And I was like, that sounds stupid. I mean, I think we all have had our own little religious breakthrough similar to what Mark Hoffman went went through when he went on his and his mission in England, right? Where it's that questioning of everything. For me, it was going to church. I would say I was about 17 years old. And um, afterwards, I like, I never really like thought about, you know, where did we all come from? You know, like what was the creation of everything? And then after watching about like, you know, four hours worth of YouTube videos, I came to the, <laughs> the same conclusion that, you know, like with you, Austin, where it's just, the fact that you're putting your entire faith and belief into something that isn't proven uh, is pointless. And I don't want to do that. If I, if I want to just be a good human, I could just be a good human not having to, you know, dedicate my whole life and my beliefs to this certain set of rules and standards, you know, cause I, I mean, that was just not the kind of life that I envisioned living, but I went to church for 17 years of my life never and i mean it wasn't like often but we would go and i would not understand my grandma a very religious person very catholic would always you know she gave me this chain and it's a catholic chain and i'm not ashamed to wear it you know like what's well, more of like a family yeah like, it's, it's it has heirloom type yeah thing. it has more meaning than just a religious yeah. symbol to you i mean but she definitely ingrained to me that you know she would always say uh you know uh what would she say Con Dios todo es posible, like with God anything is possible, and uh, it, it your gods are different for everybody, and I think that's kind of in the realm that I operate. You we know? lost all viewers. <laughs> <laughs> I I just straight up I don't I don't believe in one particular god. See for because like so my parent my parents we never went to church. My grandmother, though, took me to church a lot and I would stay and it was it was just it was like a bonding experience because I would go stay the night at her house sometimes for an entire weekend. I'd get there Friday and they'd take me home Sunday afternoon after church. I'd go to church and for the longest time, like. I like did believe it. And then I think I I just want to say, like, I stuff just didn't add up anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, why am I supposed to hate this person because of this? And why is this preached? But we don't follow it, but we follow that. Mm-hmm. So, contradictions. Yeah. Contradictions. And it was, it was very much picking and choosing what we want to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get all radical on here, but like. I, radical. I, 
Well, you could do it in a in a non radical way. Um, like, I mean, I, so I'll talk about my my leanings. Then I'm more on the atheist side, maybe more towards agnostic. I'm agnostic, but I, I believe in like an agnostic of like another organism out there. Like I still think we're a science project for like some alien kid, like in a jar, That'd be awesome. and we're like yeah. a D minus. <laughs> they, they they still blow each other up with nukes, dude. Like, bro, bro they took antidepressants, bro. We just like don't be sad. But um, for me, I have a very strong outlook on it, uh, and like I'm not gonna push that here because we're we're not gonna be like a political. Po- I mean, we have been. Oh, my yes, we you. are. Yugoslavia will rise. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of problems though that I find with religion a lot. Like too many to even try to talk about now because we're already almost a goddamn hour in. At least on YouTube, we're an hour in already. It's yeah, crazy. Well, no, mm. we keep going, bro. But uh, Hello. I think, I think I kind of understand maybe the mentality of Mark Hoffman. He obviously did it for the money, but I feel like he also did it as kind of like a ha. Mm-hmm. Let's believe this dumb shit. Here you go. I believe it. I think like if if you're a person who's an atheist. You look at religion and you're like, like, oh, I just want to poke a hole in that. You know what I Brother, mean? Brother, haven't you seen New Way? Like, like kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, it, it, it very much goes both ways for me on the type of people. Because like, on one hand, you have like the Christian missionary who's like, like has to like, 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 oh, I hate gay people and nobody should have abortions. And like, very like, they, they feel like they have to make you believe what they believe. Right. And then on the other side, like if you want to make an extreme, there's like the the atheist is like the ideological vegan. We're like, yeah, they have to. <laughs> they think I'm so much smarter than the Puritans and the Pilgrims from 1600s, cause uh, I decided it's all imaginary. Yeah, they'd probably die from like some very like gonorrhea or something. They did smallpox, man. No, but like <laughs> they would be the first to die. The like people like me, but the ones that are overly like, oh yeah, actually, oh yeah, you'd be a witch. Yeah, you'd you, fucking burn on stake. They would Ezekiel I am you in the in the lake. Yeah, if if Mark Hoffman did anything, it at least makes people question. You know, question everything, have your own beliefs, have your own thoughts, because like that one dude said at the end of the documentary, like, you know, you don't know how many other Mark Hoffman documents are that are out there yeah. right now that we don't even know about. Well, and it doesn't even have to be Mark Hoffman, it could be Well, I feel like they didn't explain the extent of the shit he did until the end of the series. Because at first I was like, oh, he's just doing Mormon documents because it's what he knows. Like, he was still going to church even though he was atheist. And I think it was just to play up a ruse. Like, yeah, I believe. That's why I'm really proud of finding these community For the community to look like you're a part. Yeah. And then you find out, no, he was forging shit from Emily Dickens, fucking George Washington, George and Martha Washington. Uh, fucking Abraham Lincoln, and like they, they didn't even say all of them. They were like in many more. So they're like, we don't even know how many more are out there. So question, question. That's what he wanted to do when he was writing all those journals out in England. You know, he's just putting on the paper what I feel we all kind of believe here that you 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 have your own belief system, but a lot of these things have loopholes. And I remember him sending his letters to his mom saying, you know, like there's outright lies. And what's written in the Mormon, you know, religion and the Mormon doctrine, all because, you know, he's reading like these, I guess, anti-Mormon-esque 
you know, other documents. You've been listening to that Alex Jones, haven't you? But dude, that's like literally me, like coming home from church one day and just being like, so what is this? You know? And yeah. it's, and we all somewhat have it. And I think over time you, you end up realizing this is really weird. And I've always thought this, um, and you guys tell me if you guys think it's weird. My belief is that I'm my own God. Everything that I do either benefits my life or it hurts my life, but it's my decision. It's my choice. I am the creator of the outcomes around me. See, and that's, I maybe not calling yourself a God, but I totally agree that you are the one in control. And like, it makes me mad when people are like giving award speeches, like, I want to thank God because I'm not one to, like, no, you're not giving yourself credit. Like mm-hmm. the people that win the Olympics are thinking, no, you spent your life dedicated to that and you're going to throw it all away to Spaghetti Monster. Bro, but, uh, you know. Instead of, you know, being like, hey, I'm proud of the work I put in. There's a lot of good things that come from religions, too. I'm not going to, we, we, and I don't think we're knocking that. Like, we're, (laughs) there's a great sense of community. There's great messages. There's great morals that are instilled in a lot of people that have that intense faith. But at the same time, don't be fucking blind. You know, open your eyes and question things. That's okay. Okay, because at the end of the day, even after you question it, you can still go to church every Sunday and praise the Lord as much as you want. You could still pray every day and do what you have to do. But if you don't have, if you don't go through that at least at one point in time in your life, then I just feel you're falling blindly. Right, and I feel like th- that can be said about many other things, not just religion. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, mm. though, uh, I kind of want to go through a couple more thoughts before we wrap. I up. want. I so- want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go on that topic real quick. Uh huh. Okay. So I'm I'm not very religious, but I definitely believe there's a higher power. And it's Yugoslavia. <laughs> it's the king of Yugoslavia. Um, I think this is very like this is uh, this part I've only thought of very recently, and it's somewhat philosophical. I think everything is everything in life is based on a hierarchy, and so when you look at it. One, there's both biologically. So first there's like microbes and shit, and then we evolved into something greater. And if you look at animals, you know, we're at at the top of the pack, obviously, because of the gift that's been endowed to us. So we have physics, whatever that we we have these, but it's but it's it's a lot more important than that. You know, if you look at the family structure, classically, it was the children are weak and need to be protected. So they're at the bottom and the parents were on the top. And look at past the Industrial Revolution. You have social hierarchy. Tell me we're not working on an economic and social hierarchy our whole life. You are. Well, 100%. Every day you're born. Every part of nature is based on a hierarchy. And even animals have fucking hierarchies. They say, they say lobsters like fight each other to, so that the women will pick them and breed with them. I feel like that's every species, though. A lot of them. I bet it, yeah. it ties in. But us and I see abstract. I see where you're going with it. to it. But uh, I think everything there's a hierarchy to everything, and uh, that's kind of like it, it's. And this maybe this is a stretch of logic, but I think everything is that way because everything I see is that way. And um, to say that we're like we're the highest, like we're also so flawed as well, you know. Um. So I think I think there's something higher up than us, and I don't think it's aliens. I think there are aliens, however, but that's not. And they have their own alien god, and they built the pyramid. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, and that's that's probably my thoughts about it. Yep. 
Um, <clears throat> I'm curious to hear what you because you have part. stuff written yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Funny part when Mark's given his interview at the end to the people and he's like already confessed to the bombings, uh, and they're asking him the questions about like what certain documents, like what were his motives behind certain ones, and why did he write certain things certain ways, and they're like, so why did you use a a white salamander? Like for, for the person, this is when I wheeze too. for like the evolutionary story, right? This new evolutionary story of, you know, how the Mormon religion was created. And his answer was, uh, I just decided to spice it up. And it's like, bro, that's why I fucking laugh so bro, hard, bro. Like that is just the all time most like him giving that interview in the first place is a pretty baller move. Oh yeah. Well, his, he has those, he, he said that that was baller baller. Yeah. He says he likes to have power and authority. And if criminal minds has taught me anything, people who kill, they want to be known. That's why they kill. That's why they set up a little like call tag. Like, Oh, we're the wet bandits. That's why I leave the the water on in the sink at everybody's house that we robbed. That's why I I bust between the book pages. When I, (laughs) when I forge, when I forge a Mormon document. Why are they stuck? <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy though that he was just like the balls on this man is crazy because he gave the entire he was like they were like we want to know like how you did it. he goes oh I'll tell you how I did everything and they're like everything they're like what, what we've never gotten this far before what do you what do you mean <laughs> do, does this mean we interview you now uh, we didn't think this was gonna happen we had to clear up the afternoon yeah so they did they did that but uh he, he knew when the jig was up. Yeah, he probably was like, all right, well, I feel like when he knew that, like, his attempted suicide, like, wasn't, like, did, wasn't successful, he's like, yeah, they're probably going to catch me. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Now, if, ah, it's another one of those conspiracy things, right? He dies in that moment in time, they eventually w- would have figured it out. Oh, I'm certain. I'm certain they would have. Would they have? Oh, may- maybe not, because they went to a different pen name that he had. That a lady called in and gave an anonymous tip about. Mm-hmm. That uh, like Mike Hansen dude or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I had started off like in the first couple of episodes being like, dude, this Mark Hoffman man is a G. Like he's a baller. He's going out. He's he he's like living the life that any exotic or you know like card seller anybody making that kind of amount of money would live. And then part three comes around, and then I wrote, Hoffman is not a G. No. Yeah, he's not a G. He's one of those like I think of because everybody in this community said he was upstanding, charismatic. He had a wife and a children. Three. Nobody Four. expected this. It's like, and that's why I say it's like a whodunit. It's like it was perfect. There was like the obvious, the first, the obvious. They debunked it. There was the red herring. Then there's the guy that you could have never expected. Well, I feel like the first episode we didn't talk about Mark Hoffman a lot that much. It was mostly about Hinckley, which was the president of Yeah, definitely. We definitely let us around. Yeah, like I feel like the first episode compared to the second and the third was like two totally different like narratives. Yeah. And they did it for the title. Yeah. First oh, they they were trying to hook us in like super for sure. And it worked. <laughs> I would have loved for like the mom to or the wife of my Mark Hoffman to have short shared like a a better story of the voicemails that were left for him, like owing debts and stuff. He's, and she would, she would bring it up to Mark and be like, Hey, somebody called and was really angry on the phone today. And then he'd be like, Oh yeah, don't worry about it. 
but I would have loved for like his kid to be there at home and like his kid picks up the phone and then like as soon as his kid picks up the phone, he's where's my fucking money, Mark? <laughs> Dad, I think this is for you. You know, like crying and everything. And well, it, his kids were super young when I know that would have been even funnier. Like <laughs> they just knocked the phone over. Who the hell am I talking to right now? Ah. Uh, what the hell is ah? Uh, I want my money. Can I just want to talk about this? Uh I know you guys still have points to make but shannon fucking flynn talk about i i from the minute they asked him if he did it in the interview for the document i was like oh that fucker did it because he doing this to the camera the body language this man has incriminated him entirely because they were like did you do it he goes no and like starts fucking twitching like hard bro hard, like we all looked at each other like, that dude's fucking guilty. It looked like he was either winking at the camera oh, or, no, it was, or involuntarily twitching out of nervousness. Every second he was like, oh, well, what happened? And he had a voice, this like... Like this, a worn out voice. This is like... It was a kid toucher voice. That's all I could say. Oh, like, that's, oh fuck, my God. that's fucked up <laughs> because it looks like he's innocent, which... You know, it, it, it kind of like he was he was the red herring because they said they oh they investigated him because like he watched like military shows and like he had a, he bought an Uzi and he he had a butterfly knife so like oh he knows about military stuff he made the bombs yeah he he had the anarchist cookbook and they arrested him too they were like ah you did it and they searched his whole fucking place and they were like he he didn't do it it's so it's 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 just nuts this little runaround that this one singular man and, and the, tell me this doesn't kind of blow your guys' mind because it did make national news occasionally, but a lot of the broadcasts that we saw were local newscasters. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. they were like, it's like Lebanon here. Like, like Beirut. I'm, I'm pretty sure it would have been like on like the president would have flown in and been like, ah, no, 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 no. We're not going to, we don't have oil here. But that's a separate, uh, like the separation of church and state there, right? Like, what the government <laughs> the government can't come in and talk Utah. about a can't talk about a religion like that or come in and like but they did the FBI did they investigated because well the LDS came to them that's and had because them, the yeah. bombs they had to investigate you know yeah well they didn't even do that because of that the the LDS submitted the, the because they were already suspicious of the forgery yeah so the LDS oh, submitted right. the documents and go okay can you guys look at this and they were like oh this shit's genuine like what the fuck is this? It, definitely felt very conspiratorial because it's kind of like you know like history you have to you have to interpret it like you can't just know the events you also have to interpret it right and that's how these things go like what what if uh the the nervous you know kid fucker voice guy what if he taught him hoffman how to make the bombs for all you know we can never know what if the bomb went off on accident you know, well, yeah, because Hoffman never they never got around to how he learned how to do it. They just said that he did a practice one. He seemed like a handy guy. He, he thought That's where I got those the Bob Lazar vibes from. Well, guys, just in case you guys didn't know this, he was an Eagle Scout. Oh, yeah. That's making oh, you yeah. it's free of all crimes. I was. So that's my tie to the Mormon Church is I did Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts up until the Mormon Church told me in order to become an Eagle Scout, you have to do your duty to God report. And at that time, I was already like religion's not a thing. Like God, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll work on that." And I just never showed up again. Uh, I think it was like seventh grade when I stopped going. Sixth or seventh grade, I stopped going. I was like, 
I was like, y'all can't have girlfriends yet? Bro, bad, bad. All And this is a thing. And like, all right, we can go. I'm, I'm going to go in a little bit more religion right here. <laughs> there is just not enough exposure to the real world. Okay. You, oh, yeah. you guys are living in a fucking fantasy land. All right. There is this world that we live in, right? Where we it's buy cars. Dangerous. Okay. There's caffeine everywhere. There's cuss words everywhere. People are Fuck. fucking before they get married. Okay. Yeah. And when you when you withhold a lot of those things, right, from your children and they grow up, right? And then they realize, oh, wow, this whole thing, this whole time, I've been not having a good time because I just believe in this. Right. And then you get fucking crazy people, right? Or people that like they don't know how not, to handle not crazy it. people. But people that just don't know how to handle themselves once they escape from that, right? I have, not to get too personal, but I have cousins whose parents, like, wouldn't let them watch Harry Potter, or, like, um, they wouldn't let uh, my cousin read in, as a senior in high school, mind you, like, we're almost 18 at this point, wouldn't let her read Catcher in the Rye, because there's a uh, adult criminal subject involving sex. In that book, I don't want to say the the R word, but the R word, and so she like refused to let her go to class, and now my cousins are like, "Woo!" <laughs> it's it's very, I I understand. Uh, like every time you see these things come up in the news about it's a kid touching thing, it's a, a like like some weird cult stuff. I I always. I see where people look at Mormonism and say weird shit. I, I definitely see it, right? From my time in it, I could see it. Yeah. And uh, it's it feels it's it feels bad because all the Mormon people that I know have been like really good people. Phenomenal people. Yeah, they're very nice. You know what I mean? Phenomenal people. Not like Christians. Christian. Oh, me? Yeah, just you though. My legal name is uh, Buddhist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's very... It's it's very difficult. Like like you have all these crazy fucking people doing all this cult shit, and then like you know, then there's like the good people, and they they all and and you, dude, if you get burned once and decide like fuck the Mormons, like who's like if look if you got kid touched, your whole life is gonna be fuck Mormons. That's not the wrong reaction to that, okay? So it's very complicated in that way, right? Um, I want to get your guys' final thoughts on this because we're. On YouTube, we're almost at an hour and a half, and on okay on our, on our audio, have, we're at an hour and ten minutes. I have minutes. one more rant in store. But that's we'll, it. We'll tie it into your into your My final thoughts things. and your pi- uh, yeah. documentaries. Are we still doing pineapples? I don't right? know. Yeah, right. Grapes are yeah. for TV shows. That's what we yep. decided. Okay, so yeah, go ahead. Actually, and, uh, I think we should almost calculate in your head, guys. Before we do this, calculate a pineapple rating for each episode, and then average it out in your head. I can't do that. You could. That's really complicated. Okay, okay. I'll, okay. I'll try. I'll too try. Much. I mean, I mean, we did. We are the lukewarm finance podcast. I didn't think this would be tough math. Yeah, I'm the yeah. lukewarm finance podcast because the internet exists and I have a calculator on my phone. Even though all my high school teachers are like, you won't have a calculator everywhere you go. It's a lie. It's a lie. Okay. Do you, I? I mean, well, Christian, Chris, I want to. Yeah, I want to let Christian up, get his uh his his rant in there with his final thoughts. Oh, of course. This guy always got to be a rant, right? Um, this is very this is very conspiratorial, right? And like the thing about conspiracies is like there's like two sides. There's like 
there's kind of the dumb side and then there's like the rational side, right? I'll give you an example. Okay. In California in the seventies, you know how like in the sixties, the CIA was like distributing like LSD and shit and putting people oh, yeah. through tests like operation yeah. midnight climax. Midnight climax. There was a cult and they're more like there, there were a, like a rural, rural cult that was like, they, they had this very niche belief. They thought they thought color gradients and time travel were related. Got what? Color gradients. Okay. So that's like when you see yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say you see red and pink, right? Well, a color gradient would be like you see like the fade from like pink to red, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You see all the colors in between. And they thought they they had this very rough belief that the the fa- a color gradient is the path to time travel. And but what they're really doing is they're taking LSD, seventies <laughs> LSD, which like who dude who knows it was the government doing which it. way it was fucking coming from. I'm just saying I'm just saying that the CIA distributed that shit in the sixties. I I don't know maybe they have like some bootleg shit. Who knows <laughs> some bootleg shit, hey, bro. But the point was like if you look at the two sides of the conspiracy, you say the 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 conspiracy was built around the fact that the leader died. The leader. The leader was the guy that was giving, and most of them were youths. He was giving youths LSD, so like, like kids in the fucking like village. It was like some like Missouri like rural tier shit. So I say village, but I don't know. I've never seen, I've seen the fucking pictures. <laughs> but the leader, the leader fucking died. Okay, and so the conspiracy side was, oh, the cult was onto something, so they fucking silenced his ass. The government had to step in. He knew too. He knew about the color gradients of the time travel. See, but like, I feel like that was what we were thinking the first episode with the Mormons. Exactly. That's exactly how it plays into this. It's very conspiratorial then. But the actual story was he he was high in LSD and he like crashes fucking car off the road. Jesus. Like an old fucked up car that he like fashioned up out of like a junker. Right. And he just did it because he was tweaking. Exactly. And a lot of the kids, a lot of the kids died of malnourishment because he would just give them LSD all day. It was like it was it would fry your and, brain, bro. And, and it's interesting also because uh, this guy Hoffman had that like that like psychopathic but like charismatic to the community type thing. Just like a what was the serial killer? They they said like a bunch of ch- like was really attractive to chicks at the time. Uh, Dahmer. They said Dahmer used his charm on people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a very cult cult leader type personality, although he wasn't he wasn't doing like a cult thing he was just like bro it's a weird it's so weird to me because it's like how do you start from forgeries to bomb i'm gonna i'm gonna bomb a building and bomb myself true i think you you dig yourself into such a hole he was in such a hole in which you know i think he in his head he's getting away with it you know killing those two people and then leading on this other like trail, like, you know, just to get off his scent. Um, he lived a lifestyle though, that it was going to catch up with him. You know what I mean? I feel the thing that's mm. different with him that a lot of other people is like the, the flexibility to like leave or like, you know, be able to take your family somewhere without looking sus. He didn't have that option. You know, he had to still present himself as, as that credible source. And, you know, had he, what was your question again? He, why he why he killed him? 
oh no i i thought i just thought it was crazy how like you know like everybody lies like in, in some ways like we we oh, have yeah. s- some lies in our head and i think he started out with one lie like oh, i'm forging one document but then it became like a web a whole fucking lie fucking fortnite tower okay he had 80 <laughs> lies and he built it for the fucking but he didn't get the victory rail and also i like to imagine that like Somebody could like study his work and become like the ultimate like fucking like trickster or something. You know what I mean? Well, now we know how they showed us how to do it. Yeah. And some questionable footage of pipe bomb making. Jesus. Well, they just showed us him taping something to PVC pipe. That was it. He was like pouring some shit into like a pipe, like some like concoction. But I don't think it's a, I don't think it's illegal. It's just like it's funny. It's like the ATF <laughs> would like to know your location. Yeah, no, I like we discussed it. We were like, oh, my God, they're really showing this right now. I said, we're, we're all, I said we all got put on a list just now like our our the tv knows we're watching this documentary and they're like all right these three we just got to monitor their searches for the next couple of can't days. be on the list twice <laughs> so go ahead and uh and uh give us your final thoughts and and your uh your rating for this okay um the first one was was a juicy as fuck hook into this thing that one that one was like a th- 3.8, I'd say. Man, four, 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 because I was really interested. I was v- definitely very interested. I wanted to see how this unfolded. Um, the second episode was like, that was probably, the second was probably the best one because it revealed what the real situation was. I feel like, so that one was like a 4.5. And then the third one just gave you like more information about Mark Hoffman and uh, really like gave you an insight into the, his like twisted world that he created that where all these events happen. So that one's like a 4.2. Perfect. Perfect. So you're at a 4.2. Oh, uh, that's a 4.2 average. I sure. My, my, our math says so. Our math is definitely right. Oh, yeah. I did that fast enough. Yeah. 4.25. You are the teacher. So There we go. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really good. The, it was it was like I said, it felt like a who a who done it, but it was real. Yeah, it was very real. So uh very good. Yeah. All right. Uh believe what you want to believe, guys. And you know, always question religion. This documentary is right up my alley. I love like uh learning about like these cult esque kind of leaders. Uh the one that was out in Texas. What the heck was his name? Waco. The Waco incident. Very, I don't remember his oh, name, dude. But, right? There's but, an interesting documentary on that. Yeah, I I watched Waco like over the summer, so like I got the I got the idea of uh, the same premise, right? In a sense, right? He was doing it like hidden, like you know, he didn't want the credit for it. He wanted the credit, but at the same time, he was giving the credit to these fictional beings, and mm. he was yeah, he was living through just endless personalities of like these different creators and creations when he's forging these documents uh insanely insanely articulate uh the first episode or the first one i give a i give a four to second episode where you're going to see like the deep investigation behind how they found him those always interest the hell out of me because like i always like think to myself oh i'd be a decent forensic person like i would know where to look but i think the time and effort that these kind of guys had to put into that they highlighted it extremely well in showing that you know he beat every single test 
the FBI can give to one of these documents. And it took extreme meticulous, you know, detail to find well, 20, ink, 30 years of doing this ink crackling. If you go super in depth on, on some of his documents and then his ability to slide in real ones at the same time, just masterful. Oh, yeah. So four on the first episode, 4.5 on the second episode. And then I'm going to finish with a five pineapples on the third episode because I obviously this documentary would have never been created. Had you not had that interview, right? This entire documentary, I'm pretty sure the first thing they did when they were creating it was let's listen to this interview and how can we build it around that? And boy, seeing it just all unfold, uh, I, there was a nervousness behind the, the questioner. Yeah. They were like the scared of him in a sense, right? Like you felt that, you know, like when she's asking, it was a, it was a, she, I'm assuming she asked his questions and it, 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 I, I always envision myself like being that kind of person to be able to reveal something. So that kind of made me feel good too. Uh, overall, that's a 4.5. You guys got to check out this documentary. Uh, the Mormons are going to fucking go nuts on Twitter. I bet. Oh, they already, they already started like responding to it. Oh, I bet it's going to be, when I was looking up the IMDB on it, it, there was already like three articles like, oh, uh, an apostle from the Latter-day Saints has responded. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure you guys are definitely going to hear something be released about all that and, and how, you know, Netflix. We is knew it was never a white salamander. <laughs> it was Maroney the whole time. <laughs> Austin. So I'm. I, I kind of don't want to do it by episode. I kind of want to just do a Go ahead. full Go rating. Overall. Uh, I liked it a lot. It was very good. Definitely went in a direction I was not expecting. Kind of like Bob Lazar, except Bob Lazar went took me into like a direction. I was like, oh, this is the direction we're going. This one was like, oh, that's the fucking direction where I wasn't even thinking about that. I uh, I give it a solid four. Um, the first episode was a good hook, and then they just swerve right into the second episode. Second episode was the best episode because of what it revealed. You were like. Oh shit, that's what's happening. Third episode was kind of cool, but it was kind of like a it was kind of like a roller coaster. Like your first episode you're going up to the top, the second episode is literally the roller coaster and then the third is like you're coming into the bay. Mm-hmm. And you're like that was cool, I'm reflecting on this now, but uh, I kind of wish there was a little bit more. Mm. So I'm going to get back on and right again. But yeah, I give it a solid 4. Uh yeah, definitely go watch this on Netflix right now. Uh before we end this episode, George would you like to? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Would you like to make right. your guess? I've limited. I've cut it down to two that were really just wild and outlandish. The first one, uh, tying into like the dinosaur name of your episode, like it sounded believable, but at the same time, I was like, "Holy shit!" Chris is really starting off the episode with it, so it's because it's fresh in his head. So that's that's one. So that's sus. Okay. Uh, the second one, I believe is was your last point because i think you went so far in the episode not doing it that you kind of like fucked up and said okay and my final point is let me tie this into but chris does that every color episode, gradient though. in time travel and that is my guess color gradient in time travel well christian that was it let's go let's time tra- go color gradients and time travel let's go All right, the dinosaur he's talking about is real there's an episode of joe rogan where he's talking about it let's go the the story about that dinosaur is real we don't know if the fucking dinosaur is real but yeah yeah that was a cl- 
Hey, I will give you props though because the LSD, you know, color colors. Well, are everything like about that was true, except I think for the color gradient and time travel. I think you just threw that. I know the government was giving people LSD. I was gonna go more like I didn't elaborate more because I didn't know how much time we had left. Oh, don't no excuses now. Well, well, more, no well, well when somebody tells me, "Oh, you have to, oh, you have to wrap it up, guys." Yeah, usually, <laughs> usually we're like, running out of time. But Boston made a good point. I do that every episode, don't I? You do, you do. So that's technically that's technically true, bro. You hit it well, but I I was just on the game because everything. I'm not gonna lie, you didn't you didn't toss me off other than at the beginning and that. In the middle, I was pretty like, okay, this, well, it was all related to the documentary. So I figured. Yeah. Well, what if like, it just so happened that the topic we had was just like Mormons and murder. And he was like, fucking bet. <laughs> Bro, can you imagine? I would be that screwed. Was one of the, that was one of the harder ones. Cause some people posted some really easy ones. Yeah. We have a couple more. I got to, I got to sift through and give somebody them. posted one about lemon pepper <laughs> and George made me popcorn with lemon pepper on it. Oh, the other day that would have been super week. easy and i'm like dude come on they didn't know that but okay. all right fuck you george good job good thank job you, george. thank you so everybody uh we appreciate you all you hanging out we appreciate everybody listening at home uh you know where to find us lukewarm cinema podcast facebook instagram twitter tiktok youtube all major forms all major forms and uh, i think we got to say this now for everybody who listens on you know podcasts we're go every episode now is going live on YouTube. We're we're set up for that as and as you could see on YouTube, we're set up for that. We kind of like this format. We kind of like having people here watch. It feels like a show, like a concert. Definitely. Almost. It feels more like a like a live discussion. So, we appreciate you guys. And until next time everybody, Jinkwee. Jinkwee. Jinkwee.